mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Forgotten is a new podcast about hundreds of young women who have disappeared and turned up dead in Juarez, Mexico, right across the border from El Paso, Texas. It's a story about borders, migration, and corruption. We talk to victims' families, FBI agents, and a former U.S. ambassador to understand why these crimes have remained unsolved. Listen to Forgotten Women of Juarez on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah. This podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's Hey everyone, I am Naomi. Sultry. I'm Andy. And we are a real life couple, a real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we bring you the very best sets from our live show where we have stand ups who are close do sets together about their relationship. Wow, very <sighs> professional, Naomi. You know what? Sometimes you gotta give a buttery voice. And that's what I'm bringing to the table. Where did the. I've heard you say buttery voice before, uh, our friend Elliot. Uh, you, you've referred to his voice as buttery, mm-hmm. Peebo Bryson. <laughs> I have never once it. referred to Peebo Bryson as buttery. Where'd you get that adjective from? Did you conjure that from the English language or is that a standard? It's like to be smooth like butter. <laughs> so the voice is smooth. It's definitely not me. It See, wasn't mine. But my I'm butter. Most... I gotta say, I take it right out of the fridge. Never smooth. Always <laughs> just like a chunk you got to really hack at it, and then you got to spread it on your bagel, like, and it just, like, it's a pain in the butt. So when you say buttery, I just take it as, uh, like, one of your cool Naomi-isms. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't realize you had not heard the phrase. You had not heard the phrase smooth like butter until me. Um, wow. I didn't realize I had that kind of power. I've heard smooth like a criminal. <laughs> smooth like a criminal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Particularly smooth criminal, the yeah. song. I've heard smooth like a baby's butt. Little baby's butt. So you could say baby's butt voice. I will not say baby's butt voice. Um, but anyway, Naomi, uh, I think this does show something, though, which is that I'm the weird white in our relationship. <laughs> You're the dynamic woman of color. Thank you. And together, we, we <laughs> together, I make you a little bit weirder, and you make me much more normal. <laughs> And palatable to <laughs> a wide audience. <laughs> uh, so I thought this is something that I've wanted to do for years. Absolutely years. years. Uh-oh. I, whenever I have a tweet that does not do well, uh, let's say one like, perhaps two, <laughs> uh, I delete it <laughs> as, as one should uh, properly with shame. And, uh, but I keep uh, the actual tweet in a little file called... Tweets that did bad. Why do you keep them? <laughs> uh, because <laughs> maybe someday in the future I'll be like. <laughs> like literally the whole point of Twitter is that it's not meant to last. That it is nothing. That it is ephemeral. That it's nonsense. Ephemeral. All right. Anyway. <laughs> ephemeral. Emerald. 
<sighs> see, well, you can okay. see how this. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> um, I was like, oh, maybe it'll be fun. Oh, why do I keep them? That's what you answered. Uh, that's what yes. you asked me. Uh, I keep them because what if in the future I think of the same joke and then I'm like, wait, did I tweet that already? I got to go and be like, oh, I did. And it didn't do well. Okay. And it so was resoundingly like, rejected by all of humanity. Okay. So you're like, you want to learn the lessons of your past. Yeah, yeah. So you're not doomed to repeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. But uh, so I had this idea for, I've been wanting this for a while. What if you helped me? What if I showed you the bad ones and you're like, well, this is what was went wrong and this is how you can improve it. Okay. This does sound like a true nightmare, uh, <laughs> getting notes on someone's tweet. Uh or getting notes <laughs> on a tweet, you know, a true, um, actually. Can you help me. You're the professional stand-up. I am but a mere writer. Okay. Which, it's, okay, it should be your medium, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> but you were, in the sense that, like, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a little bit Adult Swim. You're a little bit CBS. What? All right. Uh, all right. I thought of a good name for this. It's called Refer, Bish. Refer, bish, bish. Refer, bish. All right, Andy, I'm into it. All right. Bring it to me. All right, here's one. This did not do very well. This is uh, it's based on a true story. But I said, you always see celebrities at LAX. I was behind Alan Ruck at security. And on my flight to Florida, there are three of the FBI's most wanted Fed dealers. <laughs> okay. What? What? Alan so you're Ruck. trying to say, basically, in LAX, you see celebrities, and in Florida, you see uh, criminals, because Florida's skeevy. You see fentanyl dealers, yeah. Right. Now, I will tell you this. I think you, you know, these are the things sometimes, you know, don't abbreviate the word fentanyl as though your <laughs> uh, followers would know what fent was. You see what I'm saying? So that'd probably be the first just capitalize step. it. I think the first step, but now I'm thinking it's an acronym. If you capitalize it, F E N T. Now I'm like, what? Furry, extraterrestrial, natural twins. I don't know. I just came up with something. But do you see how my brain is now open to doing that because you've capitalized a word I don't know? Yeah, and I made you a little bit weirder. Y right. You would never have thought of that acronym before. No, and it's almost like when I'm with you, it's like a dare. What's the weirdest, most insane thing I could say? And usually it's just like I mash up nonsense phrases. Do you feel like I've infected you with weirdness? Um, Yeah, you've definitely gotten me appreciating, or certainly aware, just simply aware, but appreciating things that I wasn't, I didn't know anything about. So you think it was the, fa you think of that one. By the way, I really was behind Alan Ruck, uh, who you might know from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Cameron, you might know him from Spin City. <laughs> <laughs> Many other things. Uh, he had a little tiny guitar with him, either a mandolin type thing or I don't know what it was. Just a little, uh, hey guys, celebrity goss. <laughs> Alan Ruck has a tiny guitar. Ooh, a page six over here. And we were on our way to Florida to visit my sister for her wedding. And so I was like, uh, who do you see going to Florida but opioid dealers? Yeah. Do you think also it's it's perhaps bringing up the opioid crisis in a joke that is? Yeah, uh, I think you tend to bring up the opioid crisis, and I'm like, there's nothing funny about it. How about this one? This one is pretty normal. <laughs> this tweet. Okay. People only like Hanukkah because it's close to Christmas. It's the Instagram pic of you and a celebrity of holidays. Yeah, <laughs> it, I see what you're doing, but the but the the steps aren't so clear. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like, I think maybe a specific would help. Something like people only like Hanukkah because it's close to Christmas. Hanukkah, like, I don't know. Hanukkah is like uh, insert famous person standing. Exert, assert non-famous person standing next to famous person or something. I don't know. I don't even know if it's like the best analogy. All right, let's do one more. Okay. Last one. I'm not very you helpful. See, yeah, I know. I'm like, you seem both annoyed at me. And <laughs> I just like, I don't know what to say. Did you, this is what I told you. 
Do you want me to fix them? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It was bad. That's it. There's so no, you're so there's nothing else to say. It's like literally like <laughs> delete it. Your <laughs> your advice is stop tweeting. <laughs> it's just like let it go, delete it. Like it's no fixing this, Andy. Forget it, expunge it from your mind, and move forward. Bathroom attendants should be called fee sieves droppers. No. <laughs> all right. All right. Just you know, don't. Just, just some, I'm gonna get into the housekeeping. <laughs> some things were meant to. Some things were meant to die. Indeed. Indeed. I'm, I'm like Dr. Frankenstein. I'm trying to bring these back to life. And you're the townspeople with pitchforks and being like, no. And like in a way, Let that's those what, tweets die. That's like what Twitter was. Those lack of likes. Those are the townspeople telling you to let this idea die. The townspeople uh, was like, no, thank you. Well, that was the first and last time we'll ever try refurbish. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to try. You do. You do. You do. Um. You guys, and we're going to bring you some sets, but before we get into that, just a couple quick things. You guys, as always, we do have a call in line. If you would like advice from me, Andy, um, our guest, you call us, okay? Hit us up, 323-524-7839, and we will listen to your question. We'll play it on the show. We'll give you an answer. If you're lucky, babies. We'll give you some empathy. We'll give you some jokes. And that's... The Couples Therapy Promise when it comes to advice. Naomi, what else is coming up? I believe some live shows. Am I wrong? Am I right? What's going on? Ooh, July 6th, baby. We got a good live show at the Virgil here in Los Angeles. Get your tickets for a sweet, sweet line up. Oh, uh, Janet Varney from Mm -hmm. uh, Stand Against Evil from You're the Worst, uh, her own podcast, lots of other stuff. She's going to be on the show. A bunch of other great people are going to be on the show. Also, we're going to be in New York soon. Yes. August 1st, we are doing two shows at Union Hall in New York City, baby. Get your tickets for both of those shows. You can get the tickets at CouplesTherapyPod.com. Also, if you like episodes where it's just me and Andy talking, goofing, you know, connecting. Punching up tweets. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no, not we- once. That will, that, I can categorically assure everyone listening that will never happen again. You can subscribe to our Patreon, okay? For just $5, you get two bonus episodes from us. Yeah. Oh, how fun. We get into it. We get into emotional issues. We get into what's going on around Los Angeles that we've attended. <laughs> Was it a farmer's market? Was it the premiere of a movie? You'll find out. You'll find <laughs> What celebrity did we see this week? So you There's know. more than that. I'm just being a little facetious. <laughs> It's pretty um, fun. So, I enjoy taping them. Yeah, we have a good time. Yeah. We connect. Speaking of connecting, Naomi, I would say the first two guests on this episode connected deeply. So deeply. You guys, this first set is from Martha Kelly and Michelle Balloon. Very hilarious comedians. You've heard Michelle on Two Dope Queens, Comedy Bang Bang, Doug Loves Movies, many other podcasts. And you've seen her on Chelsea Lately, Comics Unleashed, Premium Blend. Martha Kelly is a hilarious stand-up who you may know as the co-star of Baskets on FX, which just came back. The new season started off, you guys, so you need Mm -hmm. to be watching it. Mm -hmm. She's also been on Last Comic Standing, Premium Blend, and has her own Comedy Central half hour. These two women go way back and are super funny, so you are going to love Michelle and Martha. This is from our May show. And roll it. The year was 2000 A.D., we the met. year was 2000, I did my first open mic, and there was a young lady named Martha Kelly in the audience. I mean, I was 32, so young. I was much younger. She's much older Youngish. Than what? I was 30, yeah, it doesn't matter. No, no. P.S., I'm not good at storytelling. Keep going. You can't. I told you, <laughs> I told you when we came up here that you had to fully participate. Okay. And then I'm tired. We are a little competitive. I went up to Tequita and said, you were really funny. She was lo- really funny. I loved your set. Michelle saw me, ran over, <laughs> and then admitted that we are both trying to get into the girl gang. 
that Tukpita talked about. Retroactively. And Michelle thinks she would be better at it than me. But let's go back to mm-hmm. when we met, okay. 2000, young-ish. Yes. And uh, my first open mic at the Velveeta Room in Austin, Texas. And uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and... Um, and we and we and we both found each other mutually funny, and then Martha demanded that we socialize. Yeah, I, and I, I was did. like, mm, I don't know. I don't remember that. I remember you going along with it pretty easily. I don't know about that. <laughs> I felt like I was pretty difficult, and we were also. I should point out that the third person in our trio regularly was Chris Fairbanks, who is not here tonight because he's lazy. Because it's not a couples, a threesome therapy. It's not a threesome. It's couples <laughs> therapy. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so yeah, so we, <laughs> Sorry about um, that. there we go. And that was okay. Okay. So that's, <laughs> that's when, that's when we met. And then, um, by the end of that year, that was probably March, April. Yeah. By October, Halloween of that year. What? Was it th- oh, it was that year, wasn't it? Yeah. What, what did you so, dress up as for Halloween that year? Listen, I thought a real fun thing to do for, do with your friends when you were, when you were younger is to really just bother them and tease them relentlessly. And I've grown out of it, but, uh, I dressed up as Martha Kelly for Halloween less than a year after we met. And... But you had a much more, like, there was a much more distinctive Martha Kelly outfit. It was pretty fun to copy. Okay, and now... You had had blossomed into the lady you've become. Into the mom... I don't have kids, but I would call this a mom outfit. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that's right. A mom trying to be a little dressy. Um, (laughs) So I, at the time, reacted very poorly. She was not happy. No, she's been mad at me for years, and this is the first time I've ever brought it up, and that she's been willing to joke about it. I was really mad, and... uh, And I um, very seriously considered just cutting off the friendship. <laughs> um, and I lived on that kind of thing when I was younger. But what? when we, I told Michelle right before the show, like I definitely overreacted. Mitigating factor, one of the elements of her costume. I didn't remember this at all, but it makes me laugh so hard that I did this. This Go was ahead. part of the costume, which was part of what I focused on, which was that she had red lipstick like I wear, but she had drawn it all outside her mouth. <laughs> like the Joker, like the Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. He was still alive then. Yeah, so and okay. he hadn't been the Joker yet, but that's how she did... <laughs> So it was sort of, it wasn't like a fond tribute costume. So that's the mitigating factor. But we got past it. Yeah. But we've always, we've always um, argued and been in kind of a non-fight. Not a real fight, but like it's always been a fun, tumultuous friendship. (laughs) Well, we used to call, we used to, I don't know who thought of it, but we used to refer to ourselves as Laverne and Surly. And then, but we never would agree on which one was surly. We both bl- called the other one the surly yeah. one. Um, I mean, that's all there is to that yeah, that's, story. Yeah, that's it. Uh, oh, this is a. Um, we were drunk a lot when we yeah, were in, our, s- in Austin. I'm sober now and have been for several several years. But in our early friendship, we it was. I don't regret a moment of it, and I love alcohol, and I'll always love it from afar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this is a story of what I've always considered to be like the perfect crystallization of the friendship between me, Michelle, and Chris Fairbanks. So Michelle was having a party at her apartment. Per and usual, very, very drunk. Yeah, drunk we people. were all really drunk. Um, Pizza had been delivered, and a few days before that, Chris Fairbanks and I had been hanging out and gotten stoned on marijuana during the day (laughs) and had watched the People's Court, and there was a case with an older older ex-boyfriend and girlfriend, like in their or late 60s. Are you devoting our time to a retelling? It's important. (laughs) It's important. Backstory. Okay. Older. German. The lady is suing the ex-boyfriend because um, he, she says he owes her money. He, good, people are really expecting for this important. to be... It's okay. important. 
She says he owes her money. He says it was a gift. She loses as they are filing out um, from behind the tables in the court to go in the hallway to be interviewed. She takes her folder of receipts and she hits him on the back of the head with it and says, you cheap son of a bitch. <laughs> and so Chris and I stoned thought that was the funniest thing that we'd ever seen. So at Michelle's party, we were taking the empty pizza box and drunkenly taking turns reenacting that scene. Good times. And Michelle walked in on it, and she flew into a drunken rage. I still don't know why. I was, I was blacked out, I'm assuming. She, she just roared. She saw us doing it, threw her hands up and roared, and pushed Chris really hard. And then I started laughing, and she whirled around and punched me in the stomach. <laughs> now, yeah, I'm not proud of these things. <laughs> but it, that I was less mad at that than the um, Halloween costume. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, this is, so we, there is a place, if you've been to Austin, um, have you been to the Salt Lake in Austin? There is the original Salt Lake is in Driftwood, Texas. It's about a 45-minute drive south Austin. And... Uh, so you, you go there, and then you just eat a lot of meat, and you just get wasted. Like, pe we would roll in kegs sometimes, because it was like, bring your own. You and could, yeah, they didn't sell alcohol. So yeah, so we would drink a ton. Your own. And so Martha and I went, and a couple friends of ours, and, and we drove in my car on the way there, but then we got um, really drunk, and I didn't want to drive home, and Martha was, <laughs> forgive us, okay? It was Texas, but... Um, <laughs> There was still, like, I think open containers were legal still at that point. Um, yeah. But, uh, but Martha was the least drunk. So, uh, <laughs> you know, so she drove home. And so we, so then well, you Well, you have to, safety first. Okay, yeah. Um. And so Martha was the driver <laughs> in the car. And so we get into this, like, sort of, it's like a, like a dirt parking lot. Martha gets behind the wheel. And then what do you do? Well, it just came over me that it would be really funny if instead of driving through the exit of the parking lot onto the road back to town, if I just took a left and drove into this big empty field. Um, I thought they would think it was like a fun, like a movie montage of uh, fun young people having fun driving. And we couldn't get out of the field. Like we, we were in the field for like 10 minutes. And I ran over a giant rock that broke. <laughs> what part of the? Well, that everything was fine. We got out of the field, and then, and then, like you know, on my way to work or something, like a week later, I'm like, what is clicking in my car? And I took it in, and all my engine mounts were cracked. Okay, I said that like I'm a mechanic, but I fucking learned. Um, um, where did I've been turned away this whole time and don't know if you have flashed a light oh. at us? Okay, we're gonna okay. tell one more story. Okay, and um, and we're not doing a musical number. Just I know that precedent has been set. <laughs> we don't have it in us. Although I'm not. This isn't a the lie. Uh, no, I am really good at singing Celine Dion's "My Heart Will Go On." I'm not gonna <laughs> sing it. But I absolutely only under the right circumstances can hit every, hit every note. No, it's not. A, I just think I just want people to know. Do you Let's want me to get, like? Do you want me to hold you from behind, like in the movie? No. Okay. <laughs> Why would you say that and not do it? Because you realize I'm never. Go, I'm gonna. I know that the show is over and does it for us in a couple minutes. But we're having brunch tomorrow, and I'm not gonna let this go. I'll sing it for you after the show. Hello. Okay. I just um, I'll record I it, post it on my Instagram. You're welcome. Um, this is, I don't want any, if there's any record producers <laughs> in the audience, I don't want them to try to sign me because I'm not a professional <laughs> singer. I just am really good at hitting the it's notes. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Do you know, I can't sing at all. And There's a video of me of doing karaoke singing Skid Row's I Remember You. And I love it because at minute 111, I get one note on key and I will <laughs> and I did this like 10 years ago but every once in a while I just turn it on and be like oh fucking I can't believe I did that <laughs> one, it was amazing oh okay that's the bar um okay so Martha um I don't even know <laughs> Martha has a lot of harebrained ideas and um one of the things she made us do me her and a few others 
is there is like one of those like this is like 2002 three something like that there is a very sketchy wildlife animal park um like around san antonio like san marcus it or was something. yeah it was called noah's land and it was like a roadside zoo yeah no yeah you and so she we all went and you like but the reason why we went this is so bad and we didn't care as much as everybody cares about things now and um <laughs> This was a long time ago. This was ago. a long time ago. Times were different. And, um, but you could hold baby tigers. That's why we went. You could pay, I think it was $10. To get a Polaroid of you holding a baby tiger. And yeah. that's, yeah. And it was a drive through roadside zoo. And no, so the tigers weren't running free. There were other animals, like, like a giraffe that would stick its head. And you, Emus. Martha got, this is, okay, Martha was legitimately mad at me for years for this. And finally, now you're able to laugh at it. But we were in the car. Martha was driving once again, probably my car. And a grasshopper, I thought this would be funny, a grasshopper landed on the windshield. And Martha's like, oh, like scared of a grasshopper. And I reached over and I hit the windshield wipers and smushed it immediately. It, so we remember it differently. I, I'm first of all, if if a bug is outside the windshield, I'm not scared. And also, like grasshoppers, a big green grasshopper with a, you can see its face. And I, it has a She's face. She's still mad. It has a face. I thought it was really cute. I pointed out to everyone, hey, guys, look. And then Michelle just reaches over and kills it for no reason. <laughs> While we're no, in. There was a reason, because I knew you'd get mad at me. <laughs> just, a, just a murderer. And, uh, um, <laughs> so there were I had a lot less restraint. There were emus and sheep and stuff just running buffalo, free. No, buffalo. Roaming. We drove through. There was a giraffe, remember? The giraffe, like, reached its little giraffe face in. Yeah, and you could roll your windows down and feed the goats and stuff. So we ro we drove through, and then we went to the tiger. By Just so you know, there's n this isn't building to a great ending. No, but I... I <laughs> I want you to be prepared. There's no, there isn't a great name. I do have to say that I can't believe that, the, I mean, you supported, you were like really a proponent and would not admit that this place was like a, a shifty. I defended Noah's land yeah, for a long time. until the state of Texas shut them down <laughs> because they were breeding tigers, yeah. which you may or may not know this, but in um, the United States, tigers are not native animals and... <laughs> There's not a lot of places for them to live, and it's against the law to breed them just to keep them in cages. Anyway. They were like, we went in, and they, they had the little baby tigers in, like, this crib cage thing. Now, this is 20 years ago, so I'm trying. This is how I remember it. And the guy, this old man, he'd be, like, at a cigarette in one mouth and, like, a beer in a hand. Like, he, it was so fucking shady. And he's like, you guys want to hold tigers? And he, like, goes up, and he opens up this crib, and he goes, well, here's one. And then all the tigers started... And he went to go hand one to somebody. All the tigers started coming out of this crib. And he's like, oh, stop those tigers. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, just put your stand in front of it and stop the tigers. I'm like, I don't, I don't, want, I don't think I should be stopping baby tigers. And uh, yeah, and then we, um, there's no floor. Today. But you got to hold, we have the, I have the Polaroids. I, I lost mine, yeah, I'm sorry somewhere. to say. But, but we you each held, got one. You had to, what? Like you had to hold them like this. You had to hold them facing away from you because they were already stronger than like a German Shepherd, and <laughs> and they had really big claws. They were so they were like this big, but really strong and dangerous. I feel like I w I want to find your picture because you were like it was just like the sort of like the look on your face I was just an, you were in bliss. I had an insane holding that uh, that illegal poor. <laughs> I had an insane glee. Yeah. <laughs> about we holding it. it we did it and then um and then i defended them even though all my friends said they were shady and then there was in the, and then, and the then texas then monthly did an article about them and then they got shut down by the state yeah look everybody makes mistakes yeah <laughs> um well well that was really fun martha and i are still very good friends yeah we've been friends we started out drunk friends um, had a lot of fights. Michelle taught me HTML, so I did. You never know. She was a very good student. Yeah, we. I um. I was a tough teacher. You were a great teacher. Um, I just think uh, them all of a sudden feeling emotional that um, 
No, just that I lo- that I love that this show is about friendship because it's friendship is really important and we've been friends a long time and I'm really glad. Oh god. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Good. Okay. I'm glad to. We're going to hug and then okay. go off stage. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks, Thank you. Hey, guys. It's Bobby Bones. I host The Bobby Bones Show. And I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together, and we get into a room, and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music, too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh, or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome back, you guys. Baskets, I would say one of our favorite shows. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, God, I love it. I'm so happy. There's a handful of shows. Do you think? Now, here's the thing I want to say, Naomi. Mm -hmm. I keep saying I I quote, unquote, infected you with weirdness. But you were a weirdo before me. One of the shows that you liked before you even met me was Strangers with Candy with Amy Sedaris. Yes, of course. Stephen Colbert. Yes, yes. And that's one of the things we bonded over when we first met, that we both loved Strangers with Candy. Right. I know. So you're a little weirdo, too. Yeah, I'm a little weirdo, but like uh, not like fundamentally weirdo. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like a weird taste. I like a little weird taste. I don't know. Have I infected you? I don't think so. In yeah. terms of taste? I don't think so. I think so. I, think- I haven't gotten you watching procedurals, no matter how hard I try. No, but I think in terms of just like relating to people on a emotional level, I think you've influenced me. I think without you, I would have still been like yelling Simpsons quotes at people and praying they understood what the emotion was below that. <laughs> oh, well, I'm so glad I can improve your situation. <laughs> I really am. Um, I love Michelle and Martha's set. It was um, interesting. It was a that show for us. The May show for us was a little tricky. It was. I think tricky is a nice way of phrasing it. Uh-huh. I would say emotionally devastating for <laughs> us. Uh, no, but the it, it was a weird audience. Uh, and I know, I've heard this before, uh, the, the lore of the stand-up, Naomi, is that if the, there's no bad audiences, mm-hmm. there's always some key you can turn mm-hmm. to, to turn them on. I don't know how true that is. I think it is... In a lot of cases, it's the comedian's fault if they can't find something mm-hmm. to get to catch the audience, to to uh, get them going, to get them excited and in the moment and laughing, right? right? But sometimes you just get a bum crowd for whatever reason. The chemistry in the room is off. Well, I think there are a couple of things. I think sometimes too, you know, this is an audience too of a lot of people who had never never been to the show. So then I wonder how much they know about it going in. So, you know, I think. It was also that thing where I think you're right. Like, yeah, there's a thing you should be able to do as a stand up. But at the same time, for instance, I know me and like when I've been going on the road and doing more shows, like my act is my act. My delivery is my delivery. Who I am is who I am. That part can't change because you can have a joke or 
say something that's like right, like, you know, meaning mm-hmm. structurally sound, or that's good, or I know it's a laugh. But if they don't like you and the way in which you say it, I don't really know how you can like shake that. And I got this sense. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, y'all don't like us. <laughs> like, as with the feeling right, was. The Popeye was like, theorem, I am what I am. Yes. Is that what you would call it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's tough it was tricky. sometimes when it's your own show and the audience is just like, Get these two jokers out of here. Right. And it's like, it felt like I'm like, okay, you came to watch someone who's not me, but you got to deal with me repeatedly. Like, that's the problem. It's weird, because I'll go to a show as an audience member, and I don't know if this is just because I've been doing comedy for a long time at this point, but I will go to a show and I will ha- I will be a- an empathetic audience member and be like, well, I know what they were trying for, so I'm going to laugh at that thing anyway, to just boost their self-esteem on stage yeah because i want as an audience member i don't want to be i don't want to have a miserable experience right but i knew we were in for some shit when we asked this audience a question at the beginning yeah and they raised their hands instead of clapping oh yeah 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 a hand raise over a clap is just so like it's like oh you're uptight like, you're uptight, you don't want to, like, the energy that it takes to put, press your hands together in a clap or make noise, you don't want to expend. And you, like, also, like, when you raise your hand, it's like, oh, you're at school. And I'm like, oh, you're not, you don't want to be a part of this. You don't want to be a part of this. And it's very, um, and kind of once you know that, it's like, oh, okay. And the thing is, I don't know how to make you a part of it. I don't know how to get your... I look, I mean, literally, we say open your hearts and loosen your butts. I don't know what else you need to know at the top of the show besides that. <laughs> so I'm like, like anyone who'd even tell that to you lets you know what the show is going to be. You know what I mean? Um, well, what did you think? We walk. So basically, we walk out on stage for this uh, for this show and uh, greeted by um, uh, a crowd. You like they they were like they clapped and they like yay. You know, all that kind of stuff. But also, Naomi, could you feel the chill in the air? Could you feel? Well, the first thing you noticed, too, is the, the front row, no one was in it. So, but the, but the sides were full. So it was this idea, like, nobody was willing to sit in the front. Again, you've created a distance. You don't trust us as, like, your Like, you don't know what you're getting. So you're afraid to be too close because you're like, well, what if they talk to me or what if they do whatever? I'm like, that's about the, the, the moment that was people were sitting literally but everywhere behind the first row, it was like, oh, okay, y'all are scared. Y'all are scared. You're like, you, you're afraid to sit in front. The tough, and the, the, here's the tough thing, friends, listeners, we will tell you, which is that we're not, we're ourselves on stage. We are who we are off this microphone, mm-hmm. sitting in our, we're more bickery obviously off this microphone, <laughs> but, uh, but like in real life, we're pretty much the same people as who we are here. So if you reject us on stage, uh-huh. you're rejecting us. Right. There's no distance. We can't be just like, well, I guess they didn't like my character, the yeah. character <laughs> I was playing on stage. No, you didn't like me. Yeah. And much like my tweets being rejected. <laughs> <laughs> remember when, Naomi, remember when Twitter was uh, just a fun thing where you just like wrote some bullshit? Like I ate a sandwich. Yeah, uh, and now it is uh, basically like the mind conf of apps. <laughs> anyway, the point is, uh, there's no distance. You're rejecting. I mean, this is more for you as yeah. as a stand up. I think you feel this more when like an audience rejects you, right? Well, you feel it too, but it's also like again, you and I are up there together. You know, the difference too is that like. When we were in the middle of our set, if I had been on stage alone, I would have moved to something else. But there's no, like, you and I can't, like, have a telepathic conversation that is, let's try this instead of this. Agree. Say it in the way we both want it to be said. Like, it's, like, hard to, you know what I mean? And, like, it's, like, a three-legged race. It's, like, hard to make a turn. <laughs> so. Well, let me pose this at you. I know it's, it is tough when you're, like, two people on stage. It's even tough in here. If, if like, you know, obviously we cut out things before, but if I say something you don't want to talk about, uh, it's tough to be like, what the fuck are you doing, Andy? Mm-hmm. So uh, what about, but what about this? How about we make a pact, Naomi? We're going to make a blood pact right here in front of your ears, listeners. Mm-hmm. So cut your, fi- cut your finger, Naomi. I'll cut mine. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just, we'll, we'll take a page out of my book, out of the improv book. If things are not going well. You pivot to whatever you want, and the other person will just follow. 
Sure. All right. Yeah. I love it. That's our pact. Well, what do you do? Here's here's the thing. What do you do in like a normal conversation? Listeners, what do you do when you're in a normal conversation the other person isn't having it? That's just a mini version of of this. Right. I mean, you'd literally just try to leave. <laughs> You're just like, okay, cool, good talking to you, or gotta go. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what you, I think you would just do in a social situation. It's true. Like, when I'm on stage and I'm like, okay, you don't seem to like this inside. Like, if I say something that doesn't get a response, I'll be like, okay, so they don't want to hear any material in that area. What do I have in another area, right? Like, that would be the next thing to do. But then also, sometimes I feel like, you know what? That's the thing. When you're hosting, you want to get them excited for the other comedians. You cannot like me, but I don't want anyone coming on stage to that tepid response. So I'm gotta. So this is like the you know if the first big laugh you can get, get the fuck out, get the laugh and go, and don't try to push through. I think that was a, that's another way to just like where it's like okay, t- even if we only do eight minutes, if we can get them laugh, if, if the first four has been a slog, but you finally got them laughing, it's like okay, let's go. Let's just give give the other performers some of that energy. That's what you do in a conversation too. You end on a big laugh, and then you're like, uh, hey, do you know where the bathroom is? Or, hey, I got to go get another drink. Yeah, it's like, oh, so good to see you. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to leave them wanting more. But, yeah, it's like, it was it was just really interesting. I just, I don't know, I want to talk about, I, I just, because you guys, um, if you'll notice, you know, you haven't heard our set from May, and I just thought, you know, sometimes it happens. And we should be able to talk about it. It's part of our journey. It's what we do here together. Yeah. Well, no, I think that I think it's a thing that uh, many comics and or performers or podcasters don't want to talk about, which is failure. And I think maybe us bring it front center. Even we <laughs> fail. Even you, Naomi. Oh, regularly. One of the, one of the best stand-ups of your generation. Oh, stop it, please. Sick. I fail myself daily. <laughs> And so, well, yeah, I didn't mean just like <laughs> like I ate three bowls of cereal today. Failed. I meant like on stage. You know, no, but you know yes. because there's like shame. You know what? I I do think there's a lot of shame involved in failure. I don't know. I feel like so so many comics it's like bombing is a badge of honor because I would always say it's like they didn't get it. You know that audience sucked. You know, um, and. It is so I don't I feel like people will talk about bombing, but usually like if it's a spectacular bomb, you know what I mean? Where this is like your run of the mill, I'm on stage and they're not having it, but I still have to stay on stage. Yeah, like, they eh, got it. Happens. They were just not they yeah. didn't want it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They got it, they didn't want it. And they got like, it and they returned right. it. You're like, well, no, well, fair enough. Yeah. Um so But so, you know what? Sometimes failure you know, there's just failures. Sometimes there's just failures. There's no lesson to learn from it. <laughs> and you just have to live with it. Right. Well, it's like, it's like, you know, you really can't please everybody. You just, it's just hard to be in a room where you're like, you can't please any of them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, 20 of you have to be enjoying yourselves, right? 20 out of the 60 or something? It's like, really? But sometimes, maybe sometimes. And that's when you go and you eat too much food. Yeah. After the show. I'll tell you what, though. You know what? Sometimes the great thing about Los Angeles is that there are many terrible restaurants that are open late at night, and mm. you can just shove grease and chocolate sauce into your gullet. Grease and chocolate sauce? What are you eating? And smother that shame. Smother it in gravy, baby. <laughs> Ew. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we just want to get, you know what? We just want to give you a little peek behind the curtain. If you don't live in Los Angeles, you know, sometimes you don't get to see the show or you don't get to see behind uh, the scenes. And uh, you know what? Behind the scenes, not all awards and trophies. <laughs> Sometimes it is just a brownie bowl from Pizzeria Uno Ooh. that you're eating Ooh. at one in the morning God, on I your own. God, I love it. We'll be right back after this. Hey, young world, the world is yours. It is I, OCT, the producer of the Baller Alert Show podcast, featuring none other than myself and the kid Ferrari Simmons with your favorite. The Follow Alert Show podcast is here for you, keeping you in the know with the latest of your favorite celebrities, current events, and providing free games to the listeners in need. So join the talk of the town because it's going down. It's the Baller Alert Show podcast, baby. Don't, Don't you ever forget. We not only cover the latest in entertainment, but we're bringing you the entertainment directly from the source. That's right. We have celebrity guest hosts, exclusive interviews, and it all goes down on the Baller Alert Show podcast. We are your number one source for the culture. So like DJ Khaled says, don't ever play your 
yourself. Join the conversation today. Head on over to the Ball Alert Show and join me, Ferrari Simmons. Join me, Sue Solo. And it's all produced by me, OCT, on the Ball Alert Show podcast. Available on iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back, babies. Did you like when we were Ron Vulnerable? Hope so. Yeah, what's your favorite and and Naomi? Goofing and joking or bearing so. our hearts? I think goofing and joking. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so. It's okay. Speaking of goofing and joking, what a set we have for you from the May show. I think one of the reasons we also wanted yes. to talk about the audience was it will help set up this next set. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Naomi, who are our esteemed guests? We have a wonderful set from Barry Rothbart and Aiden Mayeri. They are actors and friends. You've seen Aiden on shows like Veep, Homecoming, and New Girl, and you've seen Barry on shows like Kidding. And he's also a great stand-up who you've seen on This Is Not Happening and on his own Comedy Central Half Hour. So, open your hearts and loosen your butts for Barry and Aiden. Roll it! Yeah, we met... Um, on Downward Dog, thank yeah. you. Yeah, you played my psycho boss, right? And I played an idiot. Um, but uh, yeah, but other than that, we're just really good friends. So what? So do you want to do the thing? Yeah, let's do the thing. We thought we would take this time to get to know each other better because mm-hmm. we're like we're good friends. We don't talk a lot. Well, we see each other a lot. We see each other a lot. We, we pantomime. We pantomime a lot. And we watch Game of Thrones. Right. And we watch The Bachelor. Do you guys know us? Yeah. <laughs> Do you? By a round of applause, how many people know who we are? Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. keep it coming. Oof. <laughs> this just got really sad. Well, you're going to hey, get to is know this us. thing on? <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to ask Barry some questions. All right, yeah, so we thought that we would surprise each other. Is this cool? And then maybe we would ask you guys if you want to ask us some questions. Yeah, like if you have some questions for us. Like if you want to um, get really to know us better. Really personal because we could bleep anything. So yeah, if you guys want to ask about the last time I farted. Recently. Just now. Yeah, okay. So you want to go first? I'll go first. Oh, shit. Okay, you go first. Is that cool? Yeah, whatever. You sure? Yeah. No, I want to go. You go first. Okay, all right, all right. All right, all right. Here we go. Ask me this a chemistry is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. All right, this is, I mean, so this is something, uh, this is a basic one. Let's start really, really simple. Okay, go um, for it. When was the last time you pooped your pants or peed in your pants or pooped in a skirt or pooped in public <laughs> or pooped in someone else's pants while they were on or off? Mm, good question. Good question. Um... The first year I was here, I was going to an audition. Here? Here. Oh, here. In Alive. The (laughs) first year, I was in Los Angeles, and I was going to an audition at some guy's apartment for a music video, right? You know, as you do. Um, (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) You remember? How did you find out about it? Did he, like, stop you on the street? and was like, you want to go upstairs? No, listen. There's a website called Actors Access, and they're like, self-submit yourself for things that are just unverified. Anyone can put stuff on there. It could be like, I'm making a video. Come to my house. And that's what it is. And that's what I did. And they look around all weird when (laughs) they type it. Yeah, the guy was wearing sunglasses inside in his apartment in West Hollywood. Okay, so you went up there? Yeah. I didn't know this story. Yeah, no, there's oh, there's so many. There's so many. Um I went there, then I went somewhere in Santa Monica and I was going back to the valley and I was on the 405, familiar? Yes. <laughs> Everyone here knows the 405. And uh You guys are the worst audience I've ever heard <laughs> in my whole life. Before we She's came out we're like, like the 405 <laughs> and you guys are like fucking do your bit. <laughs> you know the 405. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, peed my pants in some shorts. You peed. Yeah. Have you ever pooped your pants? I have. Okay. At what Disneyland. Was the last time that at Disneyland. I know my question was really broad. So. Yeah. No, that was at Disneyland when I was a kid. But the more oh. recent one was in uh, my car yeah. on the 405. I pooped my pants at a Macy's. Oh I don't know what it is God. about walking into a Macy's. I have to poop immediately <laughs> in a Macy's. Well, Do you it's because you that know Macy's they have a bathroom. No, it's not that. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> is it a fuck the man movie? I don't know Barry? what it is. Every time I walk into a department store, really of any kind, my body's like, here we go, poop <laughs> time. And, I'm like, no! <laughs> and I poop my pants and bought underwear at Macy's. 
and went into the bathroom and used them. Were you a, were you recent? Were you an adult? Were, was I recent? Were you recent? <laughs> I was recent. Yeah, I was a full grown man. Recent. Thirty. You know, thirty. That's, um, good. That's good. All right, I have a similar okay, have a question. question for me. Similar okay, question. Okay. No, similar. S- what related? Okay. I feel. Yeah. Where were you on 9/11? <laughs> What, was what your year? <laughs> 2001. Yeah. Oh, 2001. Let me yeah. see if I can remember that one. That's my least favorite 9 11. Yeah, that was um, the worst. That was the worst. The worst one, I think. That was one of the worst 9 11s, I got to say, of all the 9 11s. <laughs> yeah. 2004. Ah, I got a paper cut. <laughs> um, where was I? Building four. No, I was. Uh, I was actually th- this is a true story. I was it was the night before I did stand up for the first time. It happened. What? I had did I it had inspire gig- you to do stand up? No, I had a gig scheduled for <laughs> this is honestly true. The for September 12th, I was living in Boston. I was going to school and I had a gig scheduled for that. It was the first time I was ever going to do stand up and then I was like the night the like the morning of uh, like 9/11, I was I remember I got up, I couldn't sleep because I was like this is the first time and I was like st- like really into my jokes. And I was like, I gotta get, I gotta remember them. And then the buildings hit. Oh, you guys know that. Shit, and yeah. uh, the buildings hit. The planes hit the buildings, and then the buildings fell. And uh, I got to my my gig that it it still happened the next day. And I remember I, I was like, I'm just gonna talk about 9/11. <laughs> oh no. Well, it was just called the thing that <laughs> happened yesterday. At that point, <laughs> it wasn't called 9/11 yet. And uh, I remember I was gonna be like, I was gonna just be like, oh man, did you guys see the news yesterday? What about that Gary Condit? Like I was gonna do a whole like reverse where I don't talk about that, but do. And then the guy who ran the show, this guy Dick Doherty, went, uh, hey, you cannot bring up anything about what happened yesterday. And I went, fuck, because <laughs> that was all I planned. That was it. And, and you didn't I have threw away all else? my jokes. I didn't. Re- I couldn't remember them, and I just went on stage, and I was just like, Boston. <laughs> did you do a terrible dance? I did dance? so badly. <laughs> I did a terrible <laughs> dance. What terrible dance? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's where I was nine eleven. Okay, let's do another question. This is going great, huh? Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, We're just winding them down. We're getting them ready for okay. bed. All right, this is a good one. This is okay. I thought of. Hi. Earlier, uh, if you were a shape-shifting alien and you could be anyone that's ever lived in any era for five minutes, for five minutes, but you can't actually affect history. No. Who would you be and when? For the record, my choice would be Cuba Gooding Jr. when he won his Oscar for Jerry Maguire. <laughs> Damn it, Barry! Ugh, I don't have a good answer to that. You gotta answer it. I mean, that's the rules of this show. The through line in my life, the thing that's like on my mind the most, the person I dream about the most would be Hitler. So I feel like I have to you say You dream that. about Hitler? Yes. Why? Do you in not? like a good way? Are you f- are well, you fucking Hitler in your well, dreams? Well, I had a dream that I had to flirt with Hitler to get out of a situation. <laughs> that was really What? Yeah, that was a mind fuck. Because for a second what? I was like, this is kind of like a fun conversation and then I was like no it's Hitler stop wait wait what was the context of this it was it, it where were we we were in 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 the war this war was happening and wait, I was okay. like I so have to get out of here happening. so I have to charm Hitler and Hitler was like where are you going and I was like <laughs> the war's here like, where are you going Hitley have you been working out like that kind of vibe and he's like all right yeah. <laughs> Pass on. he's like more math get more here. math 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> That was the vibe. That was the vibe. <laughs> and I woke up confused, but I was like, good to know that I yeah. can. Is Hitler the worst meth addict ever? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. My the neighbor stole my basketball out of my car. <laughs> um, oh, that's true. That's true. That's he had true. a methy neighbor that stole his stuff. Okay. Uh, you want to do another one? Yeah. 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 Oh, thanks. What is he that? Give us the light. Is that the light? I, I got a little paper with some ideas. Uh, how about? Oh, did your bar mitzvah have a theme? <sighs> yeah. This is dark. Uh, the theme was lower middle class Jewish family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that checks out. Yeah. The truth is, I had six people at my bar mitzvah, and we went to a no. diner called London Lenny's. It's oh true. my god, that's so sad. I was at the temple, and I, all I remember is my half Torah portion was to the Mickey Mouse Club tune. It was like, <laughs> 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 that's 
That's a very confident. Yeah, this Cantor, the, this Cantor, you know, you know, guys know what Cantors are, and uh, he uh, he was like, he was like, so I know this is gonna sound ridiculous, but uh, every Torah portion has a, a tune, and he goes, "This is yours." He didn't say it was Mickey Mouse Club. He just <laughs> went. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and then six, yeah, six friends, and my dad's. Uh, Friend Larry gave me 600 bucks. That was the best gift. That's a good And my mom stole it from me like a year later. And you still speak to her? Uh, Speak? (laughs) Yeah. Pantomime to her? (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, okay. Do we do, can I do one quick one and then we'll get out of here? Okay, okay. This is it. This is the last one. I really love these. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh, What is the song you've always been able to sing the best? We all have... I literally wrote this. We all have one of those. (laughs) You know that song that you're always singing and you're like, man, I sing that really well when I can't really sing other songs as well. Uh, And can you sing it? Right now? Yeah. Absolutely not. Okay. What's the song? It's the song from A Star Is Born. It's the main song. Really? I'm really good at it. I think we should sing it. We're not doing it. I think we should sing it to get out of here. (laughs) God damn it, Perry. How's it go? Wait, how's it go? <laughs> I'll pick you in my car. No, that's not it. But I'll never <laughs> make you cry. That's not the stars, but you it's the shallows again. Shallow, in the shallows. In the shallows. In the shallows. A shell in a shallow low. Okay, thank, thank you, you everybody. so much. So, do you see? <laughs> I loved it. I fucking loved it. I love uh, Barry being able to do that. Uh, they, I really think they're great. Uh, but sometimes you have a tough time with an audience. That's just, you know what, Naomi? You, if you crack twelve eggs. One of those eggs is gonna have a uh, actual chicken in it. <laughs> have you never cracked twelve eggs? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's the journey. It's the journey, not the destination. <laughs> exactly. So you know what? Sometimes it's neither. Sometimes it's neither the journey nor the destination. Sometimes you just stay at home. Ooh, and those are the best days. You guys, I hope you like this episode. <laughs> I hope you had fun. Um, we love you dearly. As always, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Blackdress, at Andy Beckerman. The podcast at Naomi and Andy. We check them all. That's yeah. why we have to workshop tweets. <laughs> That's why we have to workshop <laughs> tweets. A lot of accounts. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I still have a lot of shame from how bad those tweets were. Uh, so I'm going to go uh, drown it in uh, ice cream sundae. I love it. All right. So we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Katie Couric. I'm Bozma St. John. I'm an award-winning journalist, if I do say so myself. And I'm a hot-to-trot, trailblazing marketing executive. (laughs) And we're very confident. (laughs) We wanted to combine Boz's business and branding expertise with Katie's natural curiosity to create a podcast responding to this moment in time. Welcome to Back to Biz with Katie and Boz. Each week, we'll interview innovators, creatives, and CEOs to find out how our pandemic present will forever change the business of tech and media, travel and leisure, education and sports, fashion and pop culture. Because in many ways, this has been a really dark time, but it's also a time for reassessing, recalibrating, and finding the light. We're doing 10 episodes and you can catch them every Thursday. So listen to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Hi, I'm Tom Colicchio. I'm a chef, a restaurateur, food advocate, and the host of the new podcast called Citizen Chef on iHeartRadio. People might turn on the news and see the stories about the pandemic, immigration policy, or healthcare. I see stories about food. On this podcast, we'll tour the current political climate, looking for inroads to food wherever we could find them. 
from the supply chain. And we hear that Tyson might be closing another plant Monday in Tennessee for to labor. It's an executive order on immigration. We want Americans to have the jobs. We want Americans to have the health care. We want to take care of our citizens first. And disaster relief. Our systems cannot handle true disaster, this pandemic. That is the reality. These are the stories of our food. Episode one of Citizen Chef is available now. Subscribe and listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com